what has been one of your favorite moments in life? Oh, favorite life. moments in life. Yeah. That's a big question. I know. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden Next Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. You want my... Blah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Oh, we've been gone a week, so excuse us excuse for being a little me for rusty. Being a little, a little, a little scared, a little shy, a little shy all of a sudden. Yeah, that's okay. We've been gone a week, but we're happy to be back. But before we jump into what did you miss in a whole week of our lives? Surprisingly enough, it is a lot, a lot. Uh, but we want to just quickly say. If you haven't followed us yet on social media, on everything, at EdenXJ, go head over there. There's a lot of fun things happening on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And don't forget to leave us five stars on Spotify, Apple, all of the above. All the podcast stuff. Um, and we're happy to have you here. And we're happy that you're back. We're happy we're back. Uh, are That's you excited strange. to yeah. jump in? <laughs> I'm super excited to jump in. What did they miss? Babe? A whole lot. So... But I mean, it's kind of hard to really, really just say like what what we've all missed just within our lives. But I feel like all my brain and all I've been seeing is freaking Selena and Haley Bieber, Haley Bieber <laughs> and Justin Bieber. I I know too much. It's I know more than I want to know. Crazy! <laughs> it's crazy the amount of information we have in our brains now, mm -hmm. and you can't avoid it. We're going down chicken TikTok and they're there. We're down cooking TikTok and they're there. We're down baby TikTok and they're there. They're <laughs> everywhere. We can't escape them. I mean, I'm I'm the biggest, like, I love Selena. I'm a big Selena fan. Yes, like, that is where my, my loyalty lies. Um, <laughs> Selena Stan. Selena Stan over here. But it's just, I can't help but feel for her because I feel like she's just in this era and she's been in the space of healthiness and taking care of her mind and her body mm -hmm. and there's this relationship that just lingers coming back yeah. and she's moved on years later yeah it's true but think? i think i think that has a lot to do with the fact that her life was public you know mm -hmm. so i think people just automatically put two and two together regardless of her moving on and she has dated a ton of other celebrities after justin but for whatever reason, everybody's just fixated on that one relationship. It's, it's you know, just going beyond, you know, Selena and, and Haley and Justin, just having a public relationship in general mm -hmm. and it not working out, the repercussions of the constant past being brought up again and again and again mm -hmm. and, you know, not being able to move on in probably what would be, quote unquote, a normal way mm -hmm. because you're in the public eye. I mean, I would say if anything were to happen to us, <laughs> knock on wood, not that I would, so get that thought out of your mind, um, there would be no way in hell I would be ever able to escape, escape. Yeah, I agree. our relationship and our love and like our happiness. Like if people would be there like just with the receipts always just yep. showing me how happy and in love I was. And I'm like, yeah, yeah there would be no rock I could climb under. Like I'd yeah. have to move. To the, you know, Mars where there, I, hopefully there's no service and no social media <laughs> just to escape all of our, like, loving content. <laughs> no, I agree. I totally agree. And 
I, I just feel bad for her. I know, I do but too. I think speaking of, you know, public relationships, especially in like the lesbian world mm -hmm. or celesbian, cele as people like to call it, <laughs> couples are constantly getting together, breaking up, mm -hmm. getting together, breaking up, but all of that is public. Yeah. So there are certain, you know, celesbians that I've seen mm -hmm. who have dated someone and then within the next three posts, they're they're broken up and then it just jumps to a new relationship. Like there's a lot of that going on as well. What I don't appreciate is, and I'm just gonna, you know, it's unfiltered. I'm gonna say it how it is. <laughs> In the celesbian, like lesbian relationship world on TikTok, it's really unfortunate that the content creators who are primarily white, who get the most amount of attention in these spaces don't represent the healthiest of relationships True. and it's really unfortunate that that is a role model or an example that younger gays or gay women in general have and like look at and look up to and there's you know I don't feel like there's a thought like hey I have this incredibly big platform I should be careful if, you know, I was dating and figuring it out, I would try to nurture that privately way before I made it public. Right. And it's the salaciousness of jumping from one lesbian couple to another to another, which I feel like is extremely unhealthy. And that makes me really grateful for what we have. And it reminds me every day of why we're doing what we're doing like promoting healthy relationships and promoting healthy conversation and communication and mm -hmm. dynamic. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be that. And if nobody is going to tell it to you and I'm like, sorry, not sorry, we're not white and we <laughs> might not make it to your for you page, but hopefully we'll make it to somebody who needs it. And odds are, hopefully it'll be just somebody who looks like us and, you know, went through, you know, a similar situation that we did and, you know, hopefully make them feel less alone. And that's not their only option for right. examples of a, of a relationship. A lesbian relationship, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I see this now when I'm grown and healthy. When I grown when I was messy, that's why I wasn't in a public relationship like this. <laughs> it was it was not it. It was not a good example. But when I was in a healthy one and we uh -huh. thought about it, that was the time. Cheers to being grown. On time. <laughs> I love this. The growth. I know. What do you mean? We've been gone a week. You remember. <laughs> I've been practicing. You have? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love it. We're going to keep this keep this momentum going. <laughs> well, since we've been gone a week, it's crazy because we left um, fairly quickly yeah. uh, on a plane and we left to Oaxaca because we're planning our wedding this year. And that's happening in July mm -hmm. of this year while we're simultaneously going on tour with Preciosa Nights. I know that sounds insane. It's pretty crazy for us as well to kind of manage all of that. I feel like we have a lot of new people here <laughs> and we need to explain how are we married but also getting married. I know. <laughs> So the thing is, for those, of you that, yeah, back, do it. for those of you that don't know and are new to our podcast, we eloped. Welcome. Hi. We eloped two years ago. Um, and it was just us and our friend who was our, vid our videographer 
and also our witness. That is it. We spent $100. We went to In-N-Out for dinner and yeah. we called it a day. <laughs> but the reason why we did that is because we had been saving all this money to have the wedding that we wanted to have. And then, and then the pandemic happened, right? Yeah. So we really thought about how we could set ourselves up and we ended up buying a house, which yeah. I love that we did that. No regrets. We set ourselves up. Oh, hey. <laughs> You're I was a little late. <laughs> yeah. And we, we set ourselves up, you know, financially and kind of had that, that baseline because it was really important for us to have a foundation for our future kids. We never had that. We didn't have any kind of, yeah. I don't know, any, anything really. Well, there was no real example yeah. um, that it was possible for us. Yeah. I think that was the hard part. Um, we we definitely made a choice. Uh, are, are we going to put this wedding on pause and really mm. buy a house? And then I think we just thought, you know, it, it wasn't going to be in the cards. You know, buying a house doesn't happen to people like us. Um, I, I think I was still 28 mm -hmm. at the time when yeah. we started this process and I was just like, there's just no way. Like it's impossible. It's a pipe dream. They're not going to give somebody like us a house. And I think it was the times that we bid and got outbid. Yeah. There were the times where it was we, rough out there. We got excited and then somebody would come in with all cash mm -hmm. and then really make us like tail between our legs and just sad. And I think what, what happens that people you know, experience, but I don't, I'm not sure to talk about, is when you get so close to escrow and you get excited and you start envisioning, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to like have this space for this. And it doesn't happen and it becomes somebody else's dream. Yeah. And then that, that crushing experience, there's only one way to handle it maturely. And that's to get drunk and go to houses you <laughs> definitely can't afford. That was our favorite thing to do. Every, we thought of escrow twice, and each time we would make our realtor take us to the most multi-million dollar houses. houses we could never afford to make us feel better. Yeah, because the view's really nice. Yeah, and for whatever reason, that made us. I'm like, we can't afford this anyways. Like, let's just let's just go. Let's and just go. <laughs> and it was like our thing, and it it, it coped us up really fast. It was funny because um, whenever our realtor had to break us the bad news, she's like, here are the mansions that we will be touring tomorrow, <laughs> just so you are aware. I already know the drill. And we're like, thank you. We'll bring the tequila. Um, I say that maturely because I was still in my 20s at the time, so that was how I handled things <laughs> maturely. And come to think about it, 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 we still talk about it on the podcast, and it's imposter syndrome right it's yeah. it's feeling like we've are not good enough to be in this space or we're not worth it or we're not worth asking for these things and not we don't feel like we have a seat at the table and that we'll just stand awkwardly in in the back until a space becomes available instead of just saying fuck all this if no one's going to bring me a seat at the table we're just going to build our own yeah. like we're going to build our own goddamn table and you'll be lucky to have a seat and I think it's it's that confidence that you learn later on, but imposter syndrome is still very real and it pops up sometimes. It sneaks its little ugly head in with us and we had it when we were trying to buy a house mm -hmm. and 
I think it took us still a little bit, even after we got the house, to really feel like it's real. It didn't even feel real after we had the keys. It's true. It felt like somebody was going to take it away at any moment, just like, haha, just kidding. Um, but no, it, it, it was ours, and I, it was your idea. Um, <laughs> you wanted to pull out so many I just times. execute your idea, yeah. and I'm very proud of you. And Thank that's why you. I love how big of a dreamer you are, because that was too big of a dream for me. I, yeah. I never thought I th- thought it was just a pipe dream. To own no, a home. I I've always I've always thought you gotta you gotta dream big always. <laughs> so what do you say? <laughs> my favorite thing to tell Eden whenever she's stressing, I'm always like, "You gotta think big, bitch. You gotta think big." Oh my gosh, Solomon, can we get that audio button? Because I feel like she would. Oh use my god, that I would use that so, so much. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. You're limited to your dreams, you know, if you can't dream dream big. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's what's really beautiful about this is yeah. that I'm always coming up with the wackiest ideas. Like buying a house. Buying a house. <laughs> let's throw a party. Let's, let's throw a festival. Let's, you know, I don't even. Uh, yeah. And you just, you pump yeah. me up. You yeah, 100% it. support me. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, I don't know. We wouldn't have gotten this far without your dreams, without you dreaming big. And I'm just the type of person that's not scared. Um, but I I don't dream that big. Um, I don't dream big enough. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate somebody who dreams super big, but <laughs> just doesn't know how to build something out of an Ikea box. And yeah. I'm really great with tools. And it, and it works. And it's been working. Um, as of right now, I feel like it's working a little too well. <laughs> because this is our situationship that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, of Now that you've gotten up to date on how we are coming to our wedding situation happening this summer. Oh, yes. And so the story is that we, we did the small wedding. We bought the house. And now, two years later, we're having our actual wedding. We're having our actual wedding. And so the wedding plan came first. And then somewhere in the midst of planning the wedding, like – year or half a year after planning this wedding Mm -hmm. preciosa was born and then preciosa took off and now we're going on tour and planning a wedding at the same at the same time but then the baby timeline got moved up yes to also the same year correct and so we're having a wedding going on tour and making a baby Yes, yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. All those things. Yes, if that doesn't dun, tell dun, you where... I don't know which button that is. is. <laughs> if that, it should be the cheers <laughs> button, but that's how I feel internally. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how much of an overachiever we are, mm-hmm. I don't know what will, but I, I, I'm, I, I think we can get them all done this year. I mean... Beyonce does a lot with 24 hours. <laughs> Beyonce has help and Beyonce has Beyonce money. So <laughs> it's just you and I right now. <laughs> I'd like to think we can do whatever we put our minds. If to. we had that button, you got to drink. You got to think See, big, I would have used it. That would have been it for right now. But you're right. I, you know, trust the process and it hasn't steered us wrong yet. Mm-hmm. You have these big dreams and these big ambitions and you know, we're going to do all the things we can while we can. And the only people that would stop us is us. And since nobody is pumping the brakes, it's just all <laughs> gas. All gas, no brakes over here. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and so since our wedding is in July, we yes. had to jump on a plane very quickly and get to Oaxaca because we hadn't planned anything yet because we had just met with our wedding planner once on Zoom and our wedding planner was referred to us from a friend. 
we never really met her and and heard anybody personally who got yeah. their wedding done by her. But I think we were stressed because we hadn't done much, and now we were in. We had lost all of January, and yeah. we were February. We were running and out of time. Most people plan a wedding years in advance. So, and I will say, I think what makes Gemini's a little <laughs> special is there. There is just something, and I think a lot of Gemini's will attest to this: is you vibe when you vibe, and you don't when you don't, and you can't explain it. It's true. It's very I've seen it many times. It's so strange, and I think. I, you really have to be with somebody who is understanding of that's your special power. Like your big dreaming and your ability to, you know, swim around, that's your Pisces through and through. But my Gemini is, I, I can't explain when we're good, we're good, we're not. Rihanna with the scissors, we're not. Cut you out. But like when I initially meet somebody, there is just something that like gravitates me to pull towards somebody or pull away from somebody. And mm -hmm. I can't explain what it is. It's not something that's happened, but I, I can't put my finger on it. And there was something wrong with the wedding planner. We we had an initial just meeting Zoom. And we told her very specific things. Um, our our go-tos, what we like, what we don't like, our non-negotiables, which are Jay is very allergic to strawberries. So no strawberries at all allowed at the wedding. I don't want even a, a strawberry sticker or a cartoon <laughs> or nothing. Like no strawberries. I will tackle somebody if they have a strawberry in their hand, they're going down. I will I will do that in my wedding dress. <laughs> like I <laughs> not playing, but I will do it. And I don't eat pork. Yes. Um never been a pork fan. Not really a big meat eater in general. Um unless you cook it, which is, you know, because your cooking is fire. <laughs> um, I, I really am just more of a seafood person, veggie mm -hmm. person. I, and I, but the pork is the one thing I just can't, can't get behind. So we made that very clear when we met her. And then we were off to Oaxaca, touchdown, meet up with my Oaxacan family, um, which I'm so happy that we've all hit off really well, just so you all know. They love Jay so much so. I, I think, think they I, love me a little more than they love Edie. It's pretty obvious and I'm okay with it. <laughs> you guys click them bond yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. I mean, your Oaxacan family is, they feel like home every time yeah. we, we go. And even this last trip, I was trying to convince Eden to buy property with yeah. me in Oaxaca. And like, let's live by, by coastal if we can. She was literally just, looking at land. <laughs> I was because it's just so beautiful. And yeah. the way that people live out there and your family is just so nice. And it's just a different type of life. Yeah. I, I miss them when I leave yeah. so much. And I've never felt so at home. Like, this is what I, I've always envisioned what. The families on TV are trying yeah. to emulate and make you feel. And that was just always something that was on TV. That was always just something that was not real right. for someone like me. And I've never been close to family. And I miss them every time we leave. I miss them so much. I miss their, like, hugs. I miss their laughter. I miss the way that they they just miss us because you can feel like it's a, it's a mutual yes. love there. And I'm like, this is what family was always meant to feel like, mm -hmm. you know. And they, you can tell that they love without, w without any, like, there's just nothing needed. It's just yeah. unconditional. The, the actual definition of unconditional love, they would do anything and, and be there for us just because we're family. And they just met us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love that. And it's beautiful that they love you more. And I'm just this, <laughs> this, this like little, you know, I come attached to this. Like I'm the free 
surprise that comes with the thing you actually wanted. <laughs> but I, I'm just happy to be here. You know, I'm one of those. Like, I'm just happy to be here and just to be a part of it. And, I, and I'm really thankful that, you know, as we are having the ceremony and planning it, like, I have, you know, this family to be so proud of um, that, you know, I get to bring to this table. <laughs> yeah. And we were lucky that we, you know, we planned our wedding in Oaxaca. We knew we wanted it in Oaxaca. Yeah. And they're able to come with us and check the venues out with us and yeah. give us feedback, which is what we really wanted more than anything. So when we showed up to yeah. Oaxaca, we met with a family, and then we went straight to our venue, mm -hmm. which is this beautiful venue in the Stunning. middle of the center. And we show up, and it is not what we expected. Nope. Uh, strawberries were served on all the desserts, and there were two plates of pork. Mm-hmm dishes that were brought out which did not leave a good taste no. in our mouths for obvious reasons i was so upset yeah um and also i meeting our our wedding planner in person the the connection just wasn't there yeah um because not only did we feel ignored uh but we also felt like uh, and then you know take this what, what you will we put a lot of our lives online and this tasting and this, you know, planning these things out for our wedding, we weren't intending on recording a lot of it. We weren't yeah. intending, you know, on, on putting this out there. We were just trying to make these decisions for ourselves. Privately. Privately. And then a wedding planner had cameras. She hired a whole camera crew um, to record our tasting, to take pictures of us. We didn't have like our our full hair and makeup done. We we just landed and you know we're expecting to just you know have this tasting you and I and my family from Oaxaca and it just felt uncomfortable, completely yeah, uncomfortable. Well, I think I think she thought we were these crazy influencers from mm -hmm. L.A. and she thought that I don't know maybe she thought she needed to have this huge entourage for us or that yeah. we were because we were influencers were made out of money and that that's kind of like the vibe that we got most of the time mm -hmm. with with that whole situation unfortunately yeah but to your point a lot of the th a lot of our needs for the wedding weren't met no and there were a lot of mistakes and it didn't feel good like no. at the end of the day I, I didn't feel comfortable giving her the responsibility of planning mm -hmm. our magical day yeah. for our friends and family when they you know there were so many mistakes up front like you only have one time to make a first impression and I feel as if her first impression was just not it yeah. and I mean she just dropped the ball in so many different ways and I think the on top of the the mishaps that she did it really was you didn't make us feel comfortable you know, we we are proud to be influencers. We're proud to ha be in the space and share our love and share our story, you know, on our terms. But when somebody, like, without asking for our permission, does it because they feel like they're entitled to. Or it's going to help their career. Or it's going to help their career or their business without even having a conversation with us about it. That is, it, it leaves the biggest ick, mm -hmm. the, the biggest ick of all icks in, in my book. And there's just no, there's no reconciling that. Or honestly, I, I could reconcile and I can forgive. I'm not that 
you know, heartless anymore. <laughs> um, if you own up to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you acknowledge that you made a mistake and you're like, my bad, I won't, it won't happen again. This was just a misunderstanding or I, I got, I got excited to work with you and I just did this thing, you know? Cool. Cool. We're cool. Let's move on. But there was none of that when we called yeah. her out. Yeah. There was no. That was the second mistake. <laughs> there was no like, like accountability. accountability. She yeah. was blaming us. For being influencers, she was blaming the chef for putting strawberries. She was blaming everybody else. And then we're like, we're done. We're done. This is it. Like, like we have to fire you. Like, we can't go any further. Yeah. And that was really hard for us because we knew what position we would be in. Back to square one. And we would have mm -hmm. already, we, at this point, we would have already lost two days yeah. on our five-day trip. So. A critical time. Yeah. And we're, we have people who are booking flights and booking hotels. And we haven't even planned where we're getting married. We don't know flowers. We don't know food. We don't know. We don't have anything. We just have each other and the <laughs> venue. And that's that's all we got right now. And so we're like, holy fucking shit. Now what do we do? Um, thank God, again, I have family in Oaxaca. And we should have went to them first. Should have known better, but, you know, you live and you learn. They had a Rolodex of wedding planners, and we met yeah. with a couple. We met with a couple. We yeah. interviewed. We we did an, a whole interview process, which we should have done originally. But It's just hard, though. When you're planning a wedding that isn't in the same country. It is challenging. It is so challenging to find all of the people that you need and to suss it out via Zoom or mm -hmm. a phone call. Yeah. I think you pick, can pick up on energy in person. Yeah more than anything and I think that was that's like another thing that we were dealing with right yeah. we're not we can't just like drive over and talk to them we mm -hmm. have to fly over and take Very time true. off and figure it all out yeah so. and you know the, the interviews that we did they were great we felt everybody out but we immediately gravitated towards our current our wedding current planner. one yeah. yeah who's a gay guy of all things yes sassy exactly <laughs> what we wanted um, you you gave him the vision. You're I like did. bougie on a budget. That's what I, exactly what I said. And he's I said, like, see the boy there. Yes, <laughs> bougie on a budget. Make it look beautiful, spectacular. But we don't have deep pockets. So. No, our our social media following does not equal numbers in our bank account. Exactly <laughs> that part. But what I I do want to say is the biggest challenge for us in our wedding is that we're really trying to keep it under 15,000. Like yeah. as close to that as we can get for everything out the door, venue included, is $15,000. And I know that's a lot and it sounds like a lot. It's because it is a lot. So anybody who says that's not a lot, we are not in the same tax bracket. Like <laughs> trust me, <laughs> that is a lot of money for us and for our future and, and all of those things. But it's, you know, it's worth it for us. It's the max that we're willing to go. And we had this conversation with our wedding planner mm -hmm. and we're like, can you do this? Like, the, I know this is going to be a challenge, you know, to keep it under this amount. And then he's like, si se puede. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> yes. And it, he made us feel comfortable and confident. And now we're not at square one. We've got a couple of things like we're checking Already, off yeah. one by one. And he sees the vision and... And you've even found a couple of cool things that you yeah, were looking at. Yeah, I was, I am trying to get creative, right? Like, so I've been reaching out to a ton of companies and brands to see if we can partner up um, for the wedding and see if I can keep costs low. But I still want fun things. Like, but there's a cool company where they, you can rent out like a vintage 1970s phone. Yeah. And essentially you plug it in your, at your reception and all of your friends can leave 
messages? Well, we don't like to do things just like the ordinary and regular mm-hmm. way. So, you know, people originally do something like a guest book where people go in and they write and they like say a little message and like some words of advice and encouragement about getting married and all that stuff. And we're thinking like, how can we do this differently? How can we be mm-hmm. more modern, more advanced in this space? And also, what do we love? Like, how can we put our flavor and just like make it a little more personal? Jay, Jay as you know, loves <laughs> records. I we have do. a whole record room dedicated to oh, her man, expensive hobby. That's okay. When we come back and when we confirm everything, we can always yeah, yeah, yeah. share the plug and share the details. But what it the concept of it is, it's basically like a phone, right? Yeah. So it's a phone. You put it up and all of your friends and family get to leave messages throughout the night, mm-hmm. which means they'll get better and funnier as the night goes on and yeah. everybody gets super drunk. <laughs> and it's all recorded. So then you send that back to the company and they put it on a record. And then you can play that record at home um, and keep it as a memory. And I think that's so cool and so much better than like a book that you write in because I don't I don't even think I would be able I would really use that book, you know? Well, I think what's just funny about this is because I think people don't really leave messages on the phone <laughs> nowadays as it is. So it's already gonna be awkward. Like people I, are already gonna be kind of like beep. Is it on? Hello. Like I, I don't. The younger generation probably won't know what to do after the beep because they never, they never, they don't know what the beep means. Like we know what that means, oh, I'll but make they sure, don't know what that I'll means. I'll make sure there's instructions when people show up so everybody knows how to use the phone. Uh-huh. But I'm really excited. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun! I can't wait to play that back mm-hmm. when, like, when we get um, the record back. It's gonna be a good time. I think every now and then we'll just like, play it and then yeah, put on some music in exactly. the background too. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> I love so it's little things like that. I'm reaching out to different companies and seeing yeah. how we can collaborate and get some fun stuff at our wedding that isn't gonna cost us an arm and a leg. Yeah, that's just like fun and creative. You know, you can have it all. You can pivot and be within a budget. Just getting a little, you know, fun and artsy mm-hmm. with it. Like mm-hmm. the same cost it would be to make an, a grand and extravagant book. We can pivot and do something different that feels more like us. And we're excited to share our wedding bougie on a budget journey and process of things that, you know, are just cool and a little bit different. Yeah. That we're bringing to our wedding um, that, you know, maybe if you decide to get married in Oaxaca, <laughs> you can bring it to yours. Well, no, the cool thing about the phone is it's it's anywhere. You you They ship it the U.S. Oh, so yeah. No, no, no. You're I, having a wedding. Definitely, definitely. But I, I mean more along the lines of like just the things that the the Oaxacan wedding in, <laughs> in general. You yes. can take everything you want from this wedding. Like, we're, please, please use and learn from all the things that we, we have done. Um, there's a couple of things we're doing that, you know, aren't traditional. We decided to actually not do a seating chart. Yeah. Um, it's just because at this point we're all family. And if y'all can't sit together and like figure it out, then you're, I don't know why we invited you. (laughs) Like we should all, everybody, the very limited amount of people who are invited, I promise you should all get along with each other and having a seating arrangement just isn't needed. No, I agree. I, there isn't a situation where I feel like this person can't sit next to this person. Then da, 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 da. I wouldn't have invited you. Yeah. Like, everybody, be happy. Get along. It's going to be fun. Have some mezcal. Free food, <laughs> mezcal, drinks. It's a big gay party. Like, what more can go wrong, right? No, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And in between that, we, you know, as soon as we left Oaxaca, and it was so sad because we had to say goodbye to my Oaxacan family. and. We 
immediately took a bus. Mm-hmm. First time ever taking a bus by From the way. Oaxaca. Yeah. <laughs> we it was this this trip was such a mess. We <laughs> we were supposed to leave earlier, but then the wedding planner kind of ruined that. So we ended up spending more time in Oaxaca than what we anticipated. Yeah. And by the time we were ready to buy our flight from Oaxaca to Mexico City, the flights were just sold out or ridiculously pricey. So then we looked at alternatives and we found that there was a bus that you can take from (laughs) Oaxaca to Mexico City, which is like a six-hour bus. Like 30 bucks. 30 bucks. (laughs) 30 bucks. You'll get there in six hours. And we took a red eye, basically a red Red eye. eye. So we passed out. And they. I'm not going to lie, those those seats were clutch they mm-hmm. were so nice like i i it was such way better bus than the greyhound or any other bus that we have here oh my the god experience was amazing you slept like a baby i know you knocked out <laughs> i think i was too like worried because wired, <laughs> wired up because like there the driving in in Mexico is just wild yeah. in general. Like the there bus no drivers rules. are flying a million miles an hour. And then you're just seeing bodies like slide to the left and <laughs> slide to the right as the bus is turning. And I'm like, okay, we just gonna, you know. But did you die? I no, did we not. didn't. We got we there. We made it to Mexico City. Yeah. And the reason why we had to go to Mexico City is because now we had to switch hats and talk about the tour. Yeah. And one of our stops is in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And we were linking up with another lesbian group called Ele that's based in Mexico City. And we're doing a collaboration party mm-hmm. uh, for their pride. So at the end of June, I think it's June 24th mm-hmm. that we're looking at that Saturday. So it's very important that we were already in Mexico. We should yeah. have, you know, a sit down and meet them. Mexico City And figure pride. out details. Yeah. You have to tell them. What makes Mexico City uh, Pride the best pride ever? Everything. Everything <laughs> about Mexico Pride. First of all, they don't have like here, LA, for example, mm-hmm. right? We have WeHo Pride. We have Hollywood Pride. We have Long Beach Pride. Everything's kind of segregated. In Mexico City, it's pride for the entire city. Like there's no separation. It is we are all celebrating mm-hmm. collectively this weekend, everything shuts down. We're all being super excited and supportive yeah. of the LGBTQ plus community. So much so that they wrap their buildings, their uh-huh. buildings with pride flags. It's uh, something I have never seen in my life. Yeah. And I, we felt so loved. And I mean, you take that and then you take the culture that is Mexico, right? So there's a lot of street vendors. Everybody's drinking on the streets. You get a beer for 25 cents. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so cool. I love Mexico City Pride. It just feels like community. It feels like what Pride should have and, you know, I think probably felt like back in the day before it the sponsors and the commercial and, like, the the straight people taking over because it became a festival now. Like, it, it it's not that. It really felt like this you know, community that came mm-hmm. together. And the beautiful part about it is that everybody's brown. We're yes. all listening to the same music. Bad Bunny's playing somewhere. Like, and yeah, like, so like much fun. guys that look like they can beat you up with uh-huh. shaved heads and tattoos <laughs> are wearing dresses in the street and, and voguing and holding little chihuahuas. And it's just like the coolest thing to Lucha see. Lucha Libres making out with each other. Yes. So iconic. So cool. It's, it, it is something that you have to experience. Like, we can't 
hype it enough about how beautiful Mexico City is. And just so you know and can be aware for weather purposes is that it is that rainy season. It is. Um, for Mexico City during that time. And last year when we went. It rained one day. It rained the, the day that it marked, yeah. that, we, that the march was happening. The rain didn't stop nobody. No. Rain <laughs> or shine, we are marching. We are partying. We are just getting up and getting wild. And that, that is it. That doesn't stop nothing. And it was beautiful to see people not only marching but partying and dancing in yeah. the rain. Like nothing and was going to stop just celebrating pride. culture and being pride. Like being yeah. prideful of who they were. Yeah. It was so beautiful to see. So if any of you are available and want to come down on June 24th <laughs> to Mexico City, put it on your bucket list. It's yeah. one of the best pride festivities ever. Yeah, you definitely won't regret it. It's something you have to experience at least once. Um, and we're so excited to bring Preciosa. We're excited to collaborate with another group that's yeah. already out there. And, you know, we're you know, just excited to celebrate our people in our community. And it's such an amazing opportunity. And even though all of these things and all of these opportunities are coming back to back with our wedding, you know, I, I'm trusting in your dream and I, <laughs> I won't regret it. I know I won't. I'll be tired, but it's going to be fine and it's going to be okay because, you know, opportunities like this just don't come to anyone and everyone. And opportunities like this don't come to people like us. No. And I think that's what we always have to remember. Mm -hmm. And, I, yeah, to your point, I think this is a huge opportunity, right? Yeah. Taking Preciosa Night on tour is huge. And having all these venues in these different states and countries yeah. want to have it is huge. Like, yeah. that's something that we should be proud of. That's something that we should celebrate. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much so that the city of L.A. is letting us have Pershing Square yeah. to throw a one-day Preciosa Fest. Mm -hmm. like, that's huge. Think about that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's like Coachella status. <laughs> Only we don't have the deep pockets, but it's no. it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, and we're doing what we can. And what I love about our crowd and Preciosa is that they see the hustle. Yeah. They know how hard we work. They know all of the glue and tape and like <laughs> staples that go into some of our DIY you know, photo op stuff because we're not professionals. Yeah. But it's just beautiful to see that they they love it and they see the support because, you know, we don't have deep pockets and we don't have the funds right now. But, you know, if you want to sponsor this, we will take your money and put it to a great cause called Preciosa Night. Um, but we're doing what we can with what we have because nobody's nobody's going to do it. Or, or I think my biggest fear is that if we don't do it for our community, you know, a community who's not as needing and as deserving will take that space. Yeah. So we got to, if, if it's offered to us, we got to try um, because they deserve it. They deserve every moment of it. They deserve every moment of like sunshine and lights and music and culture all combined and into a safe one space. space. Yeah. To just be. <laughs> to just be themselves yeah. and to be happy and to feel that like love. And, you know, speaking of safe space, this wasn't originally on the roster, but we know we had to. We <laughs> had to add it to the roster, which is Baby Cake's birthday. Hey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my birthday, I'm a Pisces baby. Mm -hmm. My birthday is in March. And my wife is so amazing and beautiful <laughs> and the best in the entire world that she 
was Aww. okay with me adding a night. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? What to the you? tour. <laughs> uh, so we are kicking off the tour in LA uh -huh. on March 10th at an, a venue called Don Quixote, which is mm -hmm. in Boyle Heights. Mm -hmm. I am so stoked because we're calling it the queer queer spring fling. Yeah, it is. And we're celebrating all the Pisces mm -hmm. out there and everybody that wants to come and party and just have a good time. You know, we're yeah. doing a, a concha walk, yeah. which is something that is really cool. And I think everybody's really going to love it. So people are asking, what is a concha walk? So <laughs> we will explain to you what it is. Uh, so basically, you know, how not white people, but like certain, <laughs> certain demographics have this wall, like a donut it's wall. It's a donut wall. A donut wall. So we just thought we'd add a little sesame onto it and make a concha wall. And put um, little conchas But on they're the rainbow wall. conchas. But they're rainbow because we're gay. <laughs> and we just thought that would be really cool. So, you know, it's first come, first serve. You get in, you get in early, you get a concha, and Who you're happy. Who doesn't like a concha? I love conchas. A concha in the club. Yeah. Like, that's a new one for us. <laughs> and I don't know where we get these crazy ideas, but here we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to have a 360 cam. We're going to have great performers. We we're have bringing a in a drag queen from... Yeah. San Sacramento, San Diego, <laughs> Sacramento, Sacramento. Yeah, and she just went viral recently on TikTok with her entire skit. So I'm just excited to see it in person. You will get the biggest FOMO if you miss this party. Look, all I'm saying is she's performing a Selena song, so that doesn't tell you anything. Do you need to say more? That should <laughs> That's be it. enough. That's it. And to add just the the amazingness to this party, it is National Latina Day. Yeah. So if you're a Latina and you're gay and you're in LA, what are you doing? You need to be here on March 10th celebrating with the rest of us and having fun. No Latina should be left out. <laughs> All Latinas welcome. Come celebrate with us. Come have a good time. Come Safe celebrate space. this Pisces. Ah, this Pisces. All the Pisces. All the Pisces. All the spicy Pisces. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an epic, epic time because it's such a great way to kick off the tour and I think it's going to set, like, the tone and the energy to keep us going for the rest of the tour. <laughs> totally. And our next, like I said, I think we start here. Then we do Arizona, uh -huh. New York, and Mexico City. So hit up our link in our bio so you can see the entire lineup. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can see you out there, too. Oh, we definitely will see them out there. Mm. We have to. You guys do not want to miss this. It's going to be the best time. But I know the last place where we left off, and I'm like, not trying to segue into so many things because our poor listeners are getting whiplash from the, all the things that happened in the week since we last talked. Um, but we actually had our mixer. Yes. We we finally had our friend's mixer. We threw a friend's mixer uh -huh. right How before we go? left. I loved it. I loved it. I I think we had 60 people come through. It was a very intimate event. It was very minimal compared to our Preciosa Night mm -hmm. events. And it was just a safe space for people that wanted to make friends yeah. come and make friends. And it was so cool. We even made our own cards. Yeah. Yeah. We made our own little deck of cards and we separated each table. Each table could sit like four to six people. Yeah. And we kind of designated each table per like topic. Mm -hmm. So there was one table that was all about travel questions. Mm -hmm. There was another table that was all about um, like childhood questions. Yeah. There's Just another table. Deeper. Yeah. There was like a thoughty table. There's a thoughty table. <laughs> there was a foodie table. So you could just like roam from table to table and join conversations. Yeah. And depending on what you were into, you can really connect with other people. And what I I loved was actually your 
icebreaker bingo. That was so cool. Thank you. And such a great idea. Again, ideas person. (laughs) Um, Because the way that it worked is we had a bunch of different type of topics um, that you had to go around and play bingo with. And some of the topics on there were, you know, I'm the oldest in the family or I've lived outside the country or I speak more than two languages. I'm friends with my exes. friends with my exes. And like just different types of questions. Um, that you can go around and meet other people mm-hmm. and see who you connect with. And whoever got the full blackout board won a prize, a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think like second place got a coffee. Got coffee. Got yeah. coffee, which is still great, um, depending on what you're in the mood for. <laughs> and it was such a great, I think, kickoff to the event. And it really set people up and opened them up to having those conversations. And what I I appreciated the most about it was – I met with a lot of actual, um, I met with a lot of bisexual girls there at the event. There were quite a few bisexuals who were in heterosexual relationships Mm -hmm. and they felt safe. They felt seen and they felt like their queerness was recognized in Mm -hmm. a space that says queer. But I think as a bisexual in a heterosexual relationship, you do feel like you know, you do have imposter syndrome sometimes. And the queer space isn't as welcoming when you bring your boyfriend or your partner or your husband into a space, but they're just as deserving to be here as anyone else. And I think it felt really nice for them to not only feel validated and seen, but they also met each other and they kind of met their, made their own friends group and they're going to like, go have coffee and go hang out and, you know, talk about what it's like to be in this, you know, partnership. And I think that's just awesome. And, you know, taking a step back after the event, I was like, we did that. That's really cool. And they were, they like, they said directly, they came because of you, because of your openness of speaking on behalf of bisexuals Mm -hmm. and bisexuality in general. And they just felt like they could come to the event, you know, and there wasn't going to be any judgment or, Mm -hmm. you know, dirty looks or clicks or ignore it, like them being ignored. I can't take all the credit. And that's why I disagree because I feel like you have such a big part in why people feel, why bisexuals feel safe. Because not only do you make me feel safe, you make them feel safe they can walk into a room and know that two people have their back and validate them Mm -hmm. in their experience and in their sexuality where a lot of the times when people say queer spaces they don't feel that yeah and we're trying to really really tell people and remind people that bisexuality is a hundred percent valid this sexuality is the only sexuality where people hang up their past so much on their present and their future a sexuality is not a past it is not anything it is a person Mm -hmm. and people need to remember that bisexuals are people too with their own emotions and their own feelings and their own standards and I think the community really needs to take a deep step back and just welcome everyone for who they are and let people live and be happy and just be accepting. Our community is already marginalized. We don't need to cut it with a knife and start dividing people up any more than we already are. I agree. Where's my clap button? 
<laughs> but I couldn't do that alone. I did it with you. <laughs> Maybe we'll color them. <laughs> you should. Good job, baby cakes. That's Aww. so true. Yeah. And I remember one, I guess my favorite part of that whole thing was there was this girl, this woman that came up to me and she was bisexual and was dating a man. And she was like, how do you support your wife's bisexuality? Mm -hmm. Like, that was her first question to yeah. me. She's like, hi, my name is, how do you support your your wife's bisexuality? I mean, we did say safe space. No, it was great. It was awesome. It took me, it took me by surprise, but I told her, you know, I celebrate Eden for everything that she is. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, when we first started dating and it's such a funny story, I, for by, by visibility day, I gave you a card with a bunch of penises on it. And I was so like, unnecessary. happy bisexual, <laughs> yeah, happy bi-invisibility day. Didn't but I like looking at them then, <laughs> didn't like looking at them now. But that was me trying to remind you, like, I love who you are and I never want mm -hmm. you to like change anything about you. Yeah. You know. Could have been anything else on that card. <laughs> but I appreciate so much that you <laughs> really want to make me feel seen. I do. On bi-invisibility day. I do. Day. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> not necessary okay well I, that's me trying i know <laughs> i always i always even when we talk i think sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you say mm -hmm. like oh like not that you're lesbian but you say like oh yeah i'm gay or whatever yeah. and i think sometimes you get caught up and it's you don't do it on purpose but i think i sometimes have to remind you oh it's cool that you can say you're bisexual yeah. you don't have to say you're gay you don't have to say you're a lesbian you don't have to say you're queer you're mm -hmm. bisexual. That is yeah. what you are, and you should own it, regardless mm -hmm. of the setting. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I do, and I'm very bi-proud, and I'm always going to be bi-pride. And sometimes I feel like as a bisexual, it just is easier. It saves time to just say gay. Or the gay and the queer doesn't really bother me as much. But if somebody asks me what my sexuality is, 100% bisexual, that hasn't and doesn't change doesn't matter where and who I'm with but what I should be more cautious of because what I don't want to do is by erase myself yes you know what I mean because by eraser is such a a real thing yeah and not only do we let other people do it to us but we do it to ourselves right and that was something that I really battled with before I met you was having that eraser and having that imposter syndrome and not feeling comfortable in my own skin and I not only feel the most comfortable, but my wife makes me feel the most safe. And I'm hoping that what we've done with our platform is make other bisexuals feel like they are, they're seen and they're validated with their experiences. Doesn't matter who you're with or who you've been with. Mm -hmm. Like they are their own person and they have their own identities and they love who they love. And if they, they're figuring out who they love, that's no different than anyone else figuring it out. We're all just trying to find our person or people, for those who aren't poly, no judgment. Um, and it's a journey and it's a process. And there is no one out here who should be judging somebody's process because it's different than yours. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you can come for me in the comments. I don't care. <laughs> but I love you and thank you for pointing that out. Of course. Course. Another really great part of our event were the prototype cards that you yes, made. Yes, yes. I made <laughs> prototype icebreaker 
her friends and relationships. So they're pretty they're pretty fluid. Yeah. And they look really cool. So if you're watching our YouTube video, you'll see what they look like. But they've got our little logo right there. (laughs) And there's like questions on each one of them. Yeah. So I think we'll pull from the deck today. It's similar to the intimacy deck that we've been using for a while. We've used a bunch of different types of decks. And, you know, there's always great things and there are always things that can be better. And we were just like, let's just make our own. Let's just do something that's a little bit more personal. We're constantly buying decks. Mm -hmm. We're constantly testing out decks because we love to build on our communication. And there's so many out there, but not they're not all perfect. Mm-hmm. So I tried to take the best of each one and then create our prototype. Yeah, and I think it we we tested it out at the at the event, at the event and everybody <laughs> loved them. We were like, we definitely need more cards. Yeah, they went through them so many, so so, so yeah. fast. But I'm really excited, so we could pull from this. So instead of pulling from the intimacy deck, we're pulling from the Eden XJ deck, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Let's do it. You ready? Yeah. All right. What has been one of your favorite moments in life? In life. Moments in life. Yeah. That's a big question. I know. Ah, I think. And it's moments, plural, so you can do more than one. Oh, I can do more than one. Yeah, it's just moments. I I think that would, I would need a whole podcast episode (laughs) to to count all the moments. Um, I would say a really big moment that really just kind of jumps out at me is I would say like when we when we got the house mm-hmm. because that was something that really made it clear and obvious that I need to dream bigger. Like I am holding myself back from my own dreams and I shouldn't think that way, mm-hmm. you know, like to, you, to what you say, like you got to think big, bitch. Like clearly I'm not thinking big enough and I and I'm mad at myself for thinking like I didn't deserve or it wasn't for me or it would never be in the cards for me but I'm so thankful that I have such a big dreamer um and I'm thankful for that every day but I'll never forget that moment when it hit us like we live here and this is our home and this is something that we built a foundation on and once you get one you can get two and three and it just really sets you up for success and and for a future and it's a labor of love that I don't regret every single day and I mean, it really, really showed me that we can do anything mm-hmm. and that, that dreams just limit you sometimes. And you just go to the max of your ability and keep keep going, keep keep figuring out, you know, how many more doors can open if you just do something scary. Preciosa night, terrifying. <laughs> yes. Absolutely <laughs> scary. Doing IVF and, and making embryos, terrifying. So scary. But I never thought in a million years it was possible for a person like me until I met you. But it took being with somebody who dreams big and doesn't think about how I'm going to get there because that's not your responsibility. Like my job in this relationship is to figure out how we're going to get there. And your your job is to dream big. Mm -hmm. And I love that dynamic. And like all of these moments that, you know, just kind of listed off right there are terrifying but no risk, no reward, right? If you don't do something that scares you, then you're never gonna just see what the possibility on the other end mm-hmm. can be. And sometimes it's the most rewarding memory and the most rewarding experience that is just the tip of the iceberg of you know what else can come down the line. I love that. 
That's such a good answer. I don't know if I could top that. <laughs> what has been one of I my... Know. No, it was great. It was beautiful. I mean, I you have... made the card. I did. <laughs> I'm proud of myself right now. Um, I think there's multiple moments. For me, one of my favorite moments is when we first started IVF. Yeah. Because it was such a crazy journey. And yeah. I, it made me realize that I have such a great partner mm-hmm. to ride that wave of emotions with because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. There are some days that are good and then some days you get horrible news and there's also medication that you're taking in between of all, all of that and mood swings and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. But like being on that bed at the doctor's office to extract the embryos and yeah. like seeing how excited you were and how <laughs> excited I was and there was so many tears of joy when they kept counting how many embryos were successfully retrieved that is such a core memory for me yeah you know and having like the doctors cheer and nurses cheer and you're crying and I'm crying and it's just like this beautiful moment Mm -hmm. that I yeah I it was such a great moment I'm so proud of you like I don't say that enough like you you did something so brave and you were so strong and what marriage has taught me and and that experience has taught me is that it's not it's not about me you know it's 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 not about me anymore sometimes like you just have to take a step back you just have to if if you're in a bad mood like get out of the way you know it's just you have to just really think about what your partner is going through. Mm-hmm. And it taught me to have a lot of patience. It taught me, it doesn't matter how bad my day is, like pick a different day. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm hungry, like I have to think about your hunger. It's all of those things. Like your your body and you're putting yourself emotionally and physically and mentally through something that is so foreign to you. And, you, and it's painful. And I just admire so much like how you were able to do it with such grace and even through the ups and downs you didn't give up mm-hmm. and that's just not who you are and I love that about you and Thanks, babe. the doctors like even kind of were worried and looking scared and you didn't let that stop you and I'm just happy just happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those one of those gays. I'm just happy oh, to be here. Thanks, sugar plum. I mean, buys. Sorry, I'm one of those buys. <laughs> See? caught her. I know, I know. I need like a burnt button. I know it's on there Where somewhere, probably. <laughs> wow. That, one, that made me feel so sad. <laughs> oh, worse. <laughs> I know we got to figure, figure out these buttons. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everyone. We'll have it together. Bye next week. Yes. For the next episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode. Yes, of Eden XJ Unfiltered. And if you like what you're here, what you're hearing, what you heard, give it five stars. Share it with a friend. Let them know that this is a great podcast to listen to and that there's yes. always stuff happening. Um, also come to our event. Yes, I hope to see please. you. Please, March 10th. Don Quixote. Tickets are in our bio. Follow at Precioso Night if you want to hear all the information. It's yeah. it's going to be a crazy next seven months for sure. And we can't wait to see you next week on the podcast. But for now, bye. bye.